0: you're listening to thinkers what works podcast I'm your host Jason Todd with my co-host Alex Gary and today we have Bob Ewald with fresh horizons coffee he founded that coffee brand just a little bit ago and it focuses Bob I think on fundraising for -for not-for-profits tell us coffee that focuses on fundraising for -for not-for-profits what's that about
1: yeah, so it's uh, it's basically a way for organizations to uh, to generate a revenue stream from something that we we most people consume on a regular basis. Seventy uh, percent of households in America, uh, there's at least one coffee drinker, and this is a, a way for organizations to capitalize on that and uh, be able to generate a, a revenue stream that uh, that can be pretty lucrative.
0: Now you have come up with this coffee concept how what what was the what was the path to coming up with this idea of coffee for fundraising
1: it's i get asked that a lot it's uh it's really a goofy story um i i've been a a coffee lover for a long time and uh my wife and i were on a uh on a vacation and i was looking for a great cup of coffee stumbled across a place that uh sold fresh roasted coffee in a in a storefront fell in love with the concept of of fresh roasting and uh um, having been an entrepreneur my entire life, I took, took that concept uh, of fresh roasted coffee and said, we can do this, um, married it with the idea of, of helping, uh, helping organizations raise money, uh, married the two together, um, and it was just – uh, I, I kind of say it's, it's a God thing because there's no way that with my background um, that I could have just come up with that idea completely. Um, so i I say it's uh it's a god thing because it um, it came together with uh, just kind of a, a whim and some some inspiration to to reach out and and uh, build a business that really touches touches the community and helps people
0: and this is not this isn't your first business I'm familiar with I'm familiar with at least one other business yep uh, a successful yard yard service company in the rockford uh, and surrounding areas yeah
1: yeah Yep, uh, I I currently own a uh, a company called Ewald Services. We're uh, we're a lawn care company. We provide uh, uh, mowing, fertilizing, and seeding services seeding services to the uh, mid to upper end uh, residential market and light like, commercial markets.
0: So quite a change then moving from yard service to coffee for fundraising. Absolutely, And giving back yeah. was <clears throat> walk us through that.
1: Yeah, so from a from a business standpoint, there you know, apples and oranges, completely different, uh, different businesses, different models, different industries. Um, and I've, I like the challenge of business. There's, there's just, uh, business is just fascinating. There, there's so many different avenues of, of how you can, how you can run a business. And I've always believed that if you, if you, um, surround yourself with a great team of people, uh, and you you are willing to take some risk, you can, you can build things. I've built other companies. Uh, I've had companies that have done really well and I've had companies that have failed miserably. Um, but through each one of those, there's been life lessons that have come along. And I think that's, what's giving us the success that we're having now with Fresh Horizons and the ability to move as quickly as we have with that is because of all those previous life lessons that we've hmm. learned that I've learned in running, Running these other companies, um, that it's given me the the insights and, and helped kind of navigate some of those waters, um, and certainly putting together a, putting together an incredible team, whether it be the marketing team, the legal team, um, you know, just uh, just the the team of people around it is what is what makes that company what it is.
0: So you're talking about these life lessons that you have uh, gained through experience, through successes, it sounds like, and through failures that have brought you to this point. What, what are some of those life lessons that have stood out to you? Um,
1: I, I think going back to assembling a team, if, Mm. if you're, if I go off, like when I started the lawn care company, um, I, I started it because I didn't want to have a boss. Uh, I started, I, I, didn't, I just like, I don't want a boss, you know? So I'm like, I can go, I can go start a lawn care company. I started that when I was 14 years old and have, uh, owned an iteration of that ever since then. And. Um, but one of the life lessons that I've, I've learned through that is it's all about relationships. Um, the success and the longevity that that company has had has always been about, about relationships where I I kid, I'm, I'm like a lot of people don't know who we are, but our customers do, and that's, what's important. And so having those relationships with, with people, um, that's been important. And as that company has evolved, um, having, learning about having systems that, that duplicate the owner's role, uh, having and and putting people in place to operate those systems, uh, that, you know, that's another, another life lesson. Um, you know, so there's, there's lots. It just, you know, that's a, that's a wide, wide ranging question that I'm not exactly sure how to answer, (laughs) but, uh, hopefully we hit on a few things there.
0: Yeah. And this, the Fresh Horizons concept, how long has that been taking you to kind of uh ruminate there b- before it, wow. it came out
1: yeah um since uh i think that i think that idea uh and jason you've known me for a long time so i, I have. have i've i always have ideas you do um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and me both I, I think we connect on that
1: yeah we do absolutely uh that idea was birthed on uh, uh july 13th of 2017 and here we are today uh what is it november 16th it is the 16th yeah so that's in, uh, and it goes. Uh, everything's going live now. Uh, over the next uh, forty-eight hours, um, Fresh Horizons will uh, will be live to the to the masses. Um, it'll, so.
2: it'll be live by the time you hear this.
1: So,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it'll be about what? We're, we're four months now.
1: Four months. Yeah, from from idea to
2: to launch.
0: Wow.
1: I mean, just pure pure idea. Like, hey, this, we can do this. How yeah. much
2: did, How much time was that spent just, you know, working on the coffee part of it?
1: Uh, quite a bit, um you know, it was, it, I'm
2: not a coffee drinker, but I am fascinated about how you develop <laughs> yeah. a, a, a different brand of
1: coffee. Right? Sure. Um, there, there's a lot that has gone into that aspect of it. Uh, research, you know, and it, I think that's what allows me to do what I do, uh, is, is that there's so much information available out there. If you're willing to plug in and, and, and dive into the myriad of information out there, and yeah, you got to sort through a bunch of stuff. Um, but there's some great information out there mm-hmm. for almost anything um and, and so that really helped when i had this idea of like hey we can roast coffee one i realized that it can be really simple it can be as complicated as you want to make it to be um there there are some people out there that really dive really deep into the science of it and they they understand all these these very particular little things um and then there's people that are, are very general about it and what i found is that for the most part most people can't discern between somebody that has put an immense amount of knowledge into how to get just an absolute perfect roast versus being able to have just a great cup of coffee. Um, Much, much maybe akin to wine, right? There's many, many people that say, I like wine. But compared to having a $100 bottle of wine or a $10 bottle of wine, there's many many people that would never even be able to tell the difference, or may even say that the hundred dollar bottle of wine doesn't taste taste good at all. You know, so it's it's very much uh, I, the thing I learned right away with coffee was that it's very much personal preference, mm-hmm. um, and that you will will never hit everybody in the market. Um, there's always going to be a segment of that market that that you just won't ever satisfy, and no company out there I think can can really do that.
2: In terms of um deciding to do it as a fundraiser for nonprofits or not for profits how did you what led you in that direction you know i i honestly i don't have
1: a clear definition of, of that, that was kind of going back to what I said about the God thing. I, I just don't have this clear, you know, aha moment. We should go do fundraisers. Um, I think it came through having conversations with people saying, Hey, I want to do this. And, um, and then realizing that one of the things that with the lawn care company was that we we made good we make good money we you know we do impactful things you know when when you can help an elderly person stay in their home um, and not have to go to assisted living that that's an impact that we make with the lawn care company but when it came to doing it with coffee and realizing that there's so many organizations out there great great company or great organizations like the epilepsy Foundation or um, united way or, or some of these incredible organizations that really touch a lot of people's lives but they all have one thing in common and that's that they struggle for for revenue um, you know some have bigger budgets than others but at the end of the day if you can if, if you can really peel back the peel back the blinds and, and look inside they're all looking for another way to make more money you know, to br- not make more money, but to bring more money in the door, so they can t- reach more people.
0: And I, if I recall correctly, when when I had first heard about the Fresh Horizon's concept and you selling coffee, you know, w- w- we kind of asked the question: well, What are the competing uh, revenue sources in the marketplace? So, you know, we go back to chocolate. Yeah, right. Chocolate's the real common one. Um, you know, the, I, I won't use the name, but it's the, it's very, yeah, it's, I, it's a very fine braids, chocolate, right? There's butter uh, braids.
2: I have two of those. In the fr- the <laughs> then the butter in which is amazing.
0: Ama- butter braids are amazing, yeah. but you can't have it all the time. <laughs> well, you could, <laughs> you could, but, uh, yeah, that would be expensive and terribly unhealthy. <laughs> uh, but coffee every day, somebody's drinking a cup of coffee someplace. So how do you, how do you then build the business model around this idea that people are going to be repeat purchasing this coffee and doing good with that coffee and, and i think that's maybe where he he would kind of end it up that hey coffee is a it's kind of ubiquitous drink yep. you know 50% of americans are drinking coffee and then uh, you're competing with with things like chocolate which I mean, we've all sold them you know, for our kids, but we've all hated it in the process. Absolutely. And sometimes just bought the box ourselves because we didn't. We were tired of bugging our friends and family because well, their kids are selling the damn well, chocolate too. Thing. So you're, right.
2: you're buying chocolate to raise money, right? But that's just for the kids. No. <laughs> but it's the parents who are paying for it, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. So now you're, you're just basically asking the parents to buy something for themselves. Yeah, and I don't want the chocolate. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: And I think that was the thing. is like um, having, a, having a young child at home and kind of seeing that even at a really, really young age, they're presented with all kinds of different things. To, yeah. to sell the daycares want to sell this the, mm-hmm. this the schools I mean <clears throat> so it was it was like we we don't need another useless thing that we overpay for yeah and and but again so many people drink coffee mm-hmm. so why not use that something that that people already use or consume on a regular basis why not use that to to generate revenue. And I, I was told a long time ago that the easiest way to create income is to get between what people are, how people are spending money, and what they're spending it on. Sure, just just get in the middle of the of the stream, and you'll you'll catch some of it. And and so that's what I saw. It was like, you know, I drink coffee, you drink coffee, you. No people that I, drink. Coffee. I know people, lots of people drink <laughs> lots of coffee, people. <laughs> and, and 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 so it began.
0: Yeah.
2: You how know, do you, how do you envision it working? Is it going to be the one where people are walking around with sheets and you're ordering, or are you going to have nonprofits buy some and make coffee and and try to sell to their
0: sell it um, by the cup? Sell- yeah. <laughs> um, so On the street. <laughs> yeah. Th-
1: this is where it starts to get fun. Um, I, I think I think roasting the coffee is fun from a from a geeky. Uh, geeky standpoint. It's yeah. fun to you know take something you know that's raw and, and make it a finished product. But what really turns my crank with this is how simple of a system we have now for uh, for an organization to generate revenue. Hmm. All they have to do is visit our website freshhorizonscoffee.com and uh, and sign up as a partner organization. Uh, and literally, they can start to they can share a link and be able to be able to start generating revenue. Um, Hmm. And what's really unique with what we're doing is that going back to uh, what you said, Alex, with the, with the butter braids, right. Is those are, those are great, but it's a one-time hit and it's a, immense amount of work for Mm. for that organizer you know all of a sudden you you know you have to pass out all these sheets and we have that capability but you know because some organizations that'll make more more sense but using the high-tech side that we have now you know they they don't have to have this massive coffee come to their office and, and distribute it. They can literally just pass out a link. People use that link to, to place an order and we, we track it through our, through our software and, and ship that coffee direct. Now, there may be organizations that say, you know what, we do have a good distribution channel. You know, they have the the proverbial calling tree. And so it makes sense for them to, to have it shipped to their, to their, Home office, so to speak, and distribute it that way. Fine, we can accommodate that. But the long, the long-term play here is that people like the coffee. People reorder the coffee, and when they do, those organizations can continue to have an ongoing revenue stream, and never have to touch the coffee. Hmm. It can literally just be they they send it out. You know, uh, here we are in Rockford, Illinois. I know people in Ohio. You probably know people in California, mm-hmm. Florida, wherever. California?
0: I do.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> everywhere. That's The idea is that, is that we all know I people. Canada. I know people in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. there we go.
1: I, I think we need to take a trip. What's the
0: problem, Alex? <laughs> you're beating wait a minute. You me. know you're, people you're, in California? You're, you're Are we playing me. the states game now? Yes. Yes. How many states have you been you're
1: to? You're whipping me. I'm trying to i I'd probably whip free, you in states, too. Three, uh, Rockford, Loves <laughs> What? Oh. Sorry. I, 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 mean, yeah, exactly. I, I got states. somebody in Guam. I'm, I'm going Guam. Go Guam. Oh, okay. You win.
0: So, <laughs> so awesome. this the business model it sounds like you're you're doing it. You're setting up is one that makes it uh, easier, more efficient, less time consuming for not-for-profits to earn the revenue, and they're earning revenue by way of not badgering people to buy things that they didn't want to buy. Exactly. Gotcha. Yep. How does uh,
2: it? Let's talk about the retail angle. I mean, what's the difference between trying to just and, and how hard is it to tr- try to get these. On the grocery store shelves, did you look into that? We did a little bit,
1: and I saw that's where I saw just this immense amount of competition. You know, I mean, you you go to your you go to your local grocery store, and you walk down the aisle, and and you see hundreds of different bags of coffee, and you know, many many different suppliers, and they all. From what I learned, was everybody's trying to beat everybody on price, hmm. you know, and, and so it's it, it really takes the it, it takes the ability to give out of it because you you start to play with such low margins. You can move some volume, hmm. you know, and there's some companies out there that do that do really well, but they built their model around high volume, low margin type type of an operation. Uh, and, and some of those companies, not all, but some of those companies really sell. Uh, sell an expensive version of really cheap coffee, where we sell a moderately priced version of a really high quality coffee. Um, And and so I wanted it to be something that was quality. And, And kind of going back to the life lessons question, that's what the lawn care company taught me people, you know, there's lots and lots of people that mow lawns, but very few of them stay in the industry for 20 years. And and it's because of the attention to detail and the quality that we provide there. And it's the same thing here. I mean, we don't need another huge big can of coffee. We've all experienced that for the last you know since we were born. What we need are high quality options that make an impact. Um, you know, and so that's that's what we do differently. That way is is we take that coffee and use that as a vehicle to make an impact. Um, so.
0: When you're building this business, we talked about all these lessons. What are you doing differently this time to build this business than you have done in uh, prior businesses? No debt. No debt. Okay. No debt.
1: That's, I, I think that's one of the huge life lessons. Having been through, and I'm candid about this. I'll tell everybody. And this is, you know, this is live on, live on the internet. So it's, uh, I mean, I've been through a bankruptcy. I've been through the, probably the worst financial times that, that a person can go through. And the, the life lesson there was, you, you're, you're, when you're in debt, you're enslaved. You, you are somehow limited in your options. Um, I, I heard a joke as we were going through all that. Uh, it, why do banks have drive throughs so they can see what they own? Wow, <laughs> you know, um, and uh,
2: we we gotta get a uh, banker.
1: will <laughs> we'll we'll to keep that. Why do banks have oh, we'll, we'll repeat that. See if it sticks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, but it's but you 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 know, kind of hits home, right? You know, I mean, it's yeah. Um, so when when you're when you don't owe when it's when it's a cash based operation, you may be hindered in, in your ability to grow really fast. But you can build something that's stable, and you can and and know that when you go to bed at night, nobody can take it away, mm. you know. Uh, um, and I'm not saying that we wouldn't maybe down the road as as we grow need to need to use debt as a tool, but to launch it with a massive amount of debt behind it, that it, uh, mm. that was just something that we just didn't want to do,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you're so you're launching it with no debt. What other what other concepts are you, are you putting into place? You have no debt now. Are you, are you replacing that with something else so that you can scale quickly?
1: Yeah. You know, so that's, that's uh, an avenue or an area where, where I'm, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty green. Um, This is a a completely different model than what I'm used to. And the scalability is, is immense. Um, So the reality that we may have to look for outside funding to, to help with, with uh growth if it grows as fast as we as we anticipate it could um yeah we we may have to look at look at uh whether it be a venture capital uh um traditional bank financing or something we we have to be open to it but at least we're starting off with with a very solid foundation um yeah i i i'm not a good predictor of the future on that one as to exactly how we're gonna how we're gonna cover that
0: okay any other, any other lessons or, or thoughts that come to mind as you're, as you're building this business? Cause I know you've built, you've built things before. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you're doing things differently.
1: Yeah. Um, really using, using technology, um, and building systems from the, from the beginning of how we want things to operate um, with the lawn care company, it was, it was, a uh, um, it was a knee jerk reaction. Like, mate hey, let's go do this. And I guess this maybe was too. Um, but the life lesson was when I started the lawn care company, it was just a uh, I didn't know anything about it and didn't really think about the systems of how to run that company. You know, how do we, how do we track time? How do we track costs and, and things like that? I was just like, I can buy a mower and I can mow um with this we've put a lot of thought into the systems of how to make that thing operate um you know i've read uh, read some incredible books um over the years one that really has stuck is uh e-myth by uh, michael gerber mm-hmm. and it talks all about systems um and the importance of of having systems because you know there's you can have lots and lots of capital and be absolutely enslaved to it. I think, Jason, one of the things that, kind of talking about life lessons, one of the things I learned from you uh, was that we make the rules and that the company has to f- fit that. You know, so define what we want first um, as owners uh, or, or um, heads of the company and build, build the culture and build the company around that and then obviously you've got to you know you've got to build for profit and you've got to some of these other things, but lead with what do we want? What do we want that company to do for us first? Which I think is counter to the way a lot of people look at it. You know, a lot of people just focus on on a bottom line number, and at the end of it, they end up hating their company, or they they want to sell it you know because they're just disenchanted with it. Uh, we're we're here. It's we we're building it around where we want it to go, and and purposely choosing choosing that, not not being at the we control the whip instead of being at the whip.
0: Hmm. So this idea of you you make the rules and you're building a, a business around what you want it to be. Define to that define that more. Is that what do you want it to be from an individual standpoint in your lives, or is it is it an extension of kind of who you are and what you're looking for? Cause this is now you're, yep. it's a different form of a service company, Yep, right? So you, your example of, uh, in the yard care service, uh, world, you, you can mow a person's lawn. They can stay in their ho- home longer, right? Cause right. you can do, provide that service for them. And now you're, you're building a company that serves people every day and gives back in the meantime. Right. So is that who you are? Is
1: yeah, um, as as I've grown and, and matured in in life and in business, I've realized that the things that I enjoy most are when I can make an impact in somebody's life, you know, a positive a positive impact. The I use the story all the time of of being able to help the elderly people stay in their home in the long care company, and I think that's what really drew me to to the idea of the fundraising and helping organizations raise raise more funds so they can touch more people's lives I don't know have a clue on how to how to do that how to start an organization to, to do that but I know there's a lot of great organizations out there that that impact lots of people's lives and they need more money um, so this was a way to a way to, to do that to take my my uh, ability to care for people and and want to help people and want to see people succeed and, and be able to roll that forward in a, in a business model um, one of the things that I'm passionate about is, is teaching entrepreneurialism to, to young people. I started as an entrepreneur. I learned the definition when I was in fifth grade. And I said, that's what I want to do. That was that aha moment as a kid. You know, Some kids want to be firefighters, some want to be attorneys and, and uh, doctors or engineers or whatever i said i want to be an entrepreneur i learned that definition and it's stuck and as i've grown in business i'm passionate about it and wanting to teach other young people how to do it is it for everybody nope but nothing is for everybody but there are there's a segment of the population out there that 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 resonates with and you know being able to impact those those young people um and show them that hey there's a way to a way to do it um you know, that, that kind of goes back to the whole caring side and in, in giving. Um, it and beca- it's interesting, because of this, uh, because of Fresh Horizons, I've been given some opportunities already to to make some of those impacts, to be able to reach out into uh, some local schools and, and start to teach that part of it too. Never had those opportunities come come around from the lawn care company. Um, so it, it's about, it's every aspect of this is about trying to figure out ways to, to make an impact, yeah. So I, I get really long-winded answers, but hopefully that uh, <laughs> hopefully that resonates and ties in there.
0: So f- from your standpoint, what w- if you're thinking of the the lessons that you've learned through these years in business and how long how long has it been since you were 14? Since I was 14. Okay, I'm not gonna do the math on this. So how long, how yeah, many years? Yeah, uh,
1: 24 years in the business world. I've owned a corporation uh, for 18 years.
0: Gotcha. So 24 years in the business world, life lessons from successes and failures. Think think for me with me for just a minute of the life life lessons you've learned. What has what is the maybe one lesson that has stood out to you? It doesn't have to be the best lesson. I I know that gets a little dicey of a question, but yeah. what's the one lesson that kind of bubbles up to your mind?
1: Treat others the way you want to be treated. When when it comes right down to it, I think that's one of the biggest life lessons. With it, people in in our in business it it's about relationships just treat people the way you want to be treated you know um and honestly i've made decisions where i'm like you know what i'm just not i you know this may come back to me and i'm just not putting up with this you know um but then then there's been other times where it's like you you look you look for ways to ways to give somebody some grace you know maybe they're you know maybe all of a sudden they've had a hard financial time and you know you just cut them some slack it all works out um but I, you know, I, I think that's one of the big ones. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. You know, it's simple. It's not, you know, not nothing profound, mm-hmm. um, but it 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 means a lot. You know, when um, when you can have integrity behind you and and honesty and, and people know, you know, just know that about you. I think that uh, um, I think that's something that that uh, is is a hallmark of of who I am not to say I'm perfect, you know, I've made lots and lots of mistakes and probably done some really dumb things. But at the end of the day, um, you know, just I've been through some crap. And I think when I went through that crap, that's where, you know, it's like I used to, uh, I used to, you know, look down on people and say, well, you know, if you'd only done this, and then I went through it and I'm like, hmm, well, that's not how that works out. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, and Walk so, a mile
0: in another man's shoes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so you get humbled. Um, yeah. And, and just how do you, you know, uh, just how, how do you feel? If, if you're in their shoes, how do you feel? Well, treat them, you know, treat them the way you'd want to be treated. And uh, I think that's, that's one of the lessons. I don't live it perfectly, but, you know, strive to be better about that every day.
0: So how would our listeners if they, if they are a coffee drinker. No offense, Alex. Not,
2: not if, t-
0: if they were a coffee drinker and they wanted to get... What?
2: The reason I don't drink coffee now
0: is yeah. because I win all the I Never games. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. I got one. I, I trump people You all sure the time. do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Finish your question. No one would have expected. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so uh, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you my I Never. So, no, I'm just kidding. So, the... If our if our this listeners a, wanted a to family organization, a, right. family show, it's a family show. <laughs> uh, if our listeners wanted were interested in drinking coffee and they wanted to do good and give back, how how would a person get in contact with Fresh Horizons?
1: Uh, reach out to our or go to go to our website freshhorizonscoffee.com, dot and uh, uh, request some information through that. That's probably the the easiest way, um, and uh, we'll respond right away and and help help answer the questions and, and walk you through getting set up.
0: Cool. Well, yeah. Bob, thanks very much for being on the What Works podcast. It's always been a pleasure to talk with you and hear your ideas. I know we commiserate a lot uh, when we're together. Uh, and Alex, I I still like you, uh, even though you don't drink coffee. And one day we will turn, turn him.
1: Hey, you know what? The, the really interesting part of all that is is that my wife, vice president of the company, she doesn't drink coffee either. <laughs> so vice president of a coffee company doesn't drink coffee. So, I mean, it, there, there's hope for the world. There's Everybody hope for plays you, Alex. Parks. Yes. <laughs> so thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you guys.